Cool. So. <laughs> we are. Do you have a name for this podcast yet? Do you have any ideas for a name? Yeah. How about uh, David's Harp? David's Harp. And let's go. Okay so so well thank you for coming today and uh, being part of my first podcast that is like an experiment that I'm trying to run through the lent mm-hmm. and uh, so f- for everybody who's listening this is Jocelyn George mm-hmm. is that is that correct that would be correct right do you have a middle name uh, Jocelyn is my middle name my first name would be Mary so oh so it's Mary Jocelyn Mary jo- Jocelyn George, George. Yep. so how do what do people call you uh, at work Uh at work people call me Jocelyn up until high school so from grade school up through high school I was um I was Mary and yeah. then once I got to college no more I was Jocelyn from then on That's Jocelyn <laughs> so everybody even now when you work at UD people just Everyone calls me Jocelyn like even the whenever I like put things out on my resume or whatever mm-hmm. it is like anything official now is Jocelyn my business card says Jocelyn so mm-hmm. I see <laughs> So well, well that's easier because I think you you prefer that over your yeah, ma- I definitely prefer that name. Yeah that was very intentional <laughs> <laughs> Okay that's cool So well so what I was saying was thank you so much for being part of the first podcast and for being the uh, guinea pig or the pig general whatever What <laughs> or whatever you want to call the rat or the uh, you know sure. the the person whom I'm going to experiment on okay. I think I wanted to do this for a while I wanted to see if we can I can just come together with some people and just have general conversations but for some reason um, life always you know mm-hmm. became a distraction and I could never really do it Uh, but then i thought at least for lent i will try to you know and then of course we had multiple dates that we were thinking we'll put this together on mm-hmm. but we could never do it but finally we are able to do it tonight so that's awesome so why don't you uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us about who you are and what you do right now and uh, yeah pretty much about that so uh, initially i think when you asked me this question initially i was thinking like just uh, i i mentioned before we started but how like I I was like thinking like oh I was born and blah 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 and I, but I, like I have yet to I hate it when I'm asked this question especially during like interviews you know they ask you like tell me about yourself and mm-hmm. I'm like where do I begin you know I was born in Philadelphia I was you know so okay so Sweet I guess bread. I can start like kind of like I don't know doing like a generic like uh, intro to myself so mm-hmm. I was born and brought up in Philadelphia Pennsylvania mm-hmm. um I was there up until maybe 17 or 18 years old so mm-hmm. right before my senior year of high school I moved to Texas Dallas Texas yeah. and that's where I am now we were there for about we were in Dallas for about maybe 5 or 6 years and then I moved out um and I went to work in Virginia after college mm-hmm. uh, I worked as an elementary school teacher uh, I taught second grade at a private Catholic school Um and then after about a year I decided to come back and now I work for my alma mater University of Dallas in Irving, Texas wow, and I that's... could not be happier. <laughs> I'm I mean genuinely I think it's one of the best best jobs, best jobs ever. ever. I mean my my team is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like everybody there has been so helpful. I mean and and I feel like there's a lot of uh, area for growth and right. especially for someone who majored in theology mm. um I just didn't see much of an area for like employment except yeah. for like teaching yeah. and so this is definitely like 
completely out of like that area of like what I thought would be possible with that degree. Right, right. So I think like it's very interesting to be here, but I didn't think I would love it as much as I do. So yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because when you well probably you're one of those few people that I know uh, who have done who has done theology and then. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking when I met you like what kind of job will you do after yeah. you That's a question I get all the time. Yeah, like, I mean that's like a general question yeah. like if you if you're, I'm, and of course you're uh, somebody who's a who's, who's an American but with a mm-hmm. with a Malayali uh, background right? Yeah. And then people are like, "Oh, uh, what are you going to do?" Yeah, with like this are you going to go join seminary? Like that's the question I get all the time. Yeah, is that is that the top question that you got always? Uh, yeah, top question would be, "Are you going to join the seminary or the convent?" And, oh, and I see. Yeah. So like it was. I mean, at first I thought it was funny and yeah. I would play along with the joke, but then it got really like discouraging after a while mm-hmm. because it was something that I was passionate about. Right. And all these. I mean, then again, it was out of ignorance. Like no right. one knew any better. You know, right. like and just like you, like you don't know many people. Who are majoring in, in theology. theology? It's yeah. very unusual, especially lay people. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And in America, amongst the Malayali community, very odd thing yeah, to major exactly. in. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was like the top question that people asked, and it also kind of shows that how misinformed we are about, uh, you know, education in the spiritual, uh, you know, context. In yeah. that sense, you know, I'm, I think there are so many colleges now that teach theology, other subjects as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. I think there's more of a focus on liberal arts in general, so things like theology and philosophy and, right. and you know there's more focus on these topics which I think are really important and even now like sometimes these events that I help put on for our university now mm-hmm. um, I've, I've heard a couple of times people say that you know they majored in philosophy majored in theology but they're lawyers and doctors mm-hmm. and engineers and they say that you know they, they would never regret majoring in, in those things right. because it taught them how to deal with life yeah you know? and, and just look at life exactly at a, from a different point of view right exactly and it kind of opens their mind to more things yeah right yeah exactly and I think that's mo- I mean I wouldn't say it's more important but I think it's very very important to have mm. a good base or foundation for how to deal with life because no matter what you're going to mm. you know do in your career I think it's right. important to have that solid foundation right Got so it, yeah. I think you know, something like philosophy or theology does right. that for you so I wouldn't be surprised like a couple of years down the line you're a lawyer or anything. <laughs> I don't know about lawyer I'm not that good of a debater but <laughs> it might be something totally right now but right I think now, lawyers lawyers have to I think they're primary skill I think is remembering stuff I think they have to like remember stuff apart from debating also they sure. need to know what article they can use in which context and stuff yeah like I mean I think it's it's knowing what you're talking about and how to use it in Correct. the right context I Got think it. I think that would probably be the best way I don't know too much about it I have relatives <laughs> who are trying to be lawyers I have friends but right. I don't know anything about it yeah, yeah, yeah. so let's let's talk about you uh, your like you so you grew up in Philadelphia and mm-hmm. uh, that's where your family was and how, how was that like um, it's, I think it's, it's a place that I wouldn't necessarily call home anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is somewhere that I would say that a piece of my heart is still, um, in because I think mostly because I still have a lot of family there. So my grandparents, a lot of my aunts and my uncles, my cousins, you know, a lot of my relatives are still based in Philadelphia and a lot of my childhood friends are still there. Right. And so I, a piece of my heart is still there because right. of, you know, all the people who are there. Got it. Um, so I think going back there is always just, you know, visiting those people and, and reminiscing and going through, going down memory lane, things like right. that. So other than that, Philadelphia, Philly just doesn't have much of a, 
like a like a tie. I don't I don't feel like I'm tethered hmm. to it in any way. I except hope any any people who uh, any Philadelphia people who listen to this don't get too much hurt about <laughs> I it. I mean, they know it at this point. I've been okay. pretty vocal about okay. the fact that like I probably would not move back to Philly <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay. But I still love the people there, and that's Got like it. the one thing that would like draw me back there. Got it. So and then you move your family moved to Texas, and uh, that, this was around your teenage. Your, mm-hmm. your 16, 15? Yeah, I think I was seventeen years old. Seventeen. So that's not yeah. a, that's a good time to go to a new place in like exploring yeah i mean i think your teens can be a good time to move and 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 explore and and venture off into new places but the problem was that it was right before my senior year of high school so Uh, it's your final year of high school so you're basically just you know pulling your roots up and then trying to replant elsewhere but it's just everyone's final year of high school and everyone already has friends and so 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 you had this you had that struggle of finding friends uh, yeah um a little bit, but I don't think I was, like, too concerned because, like, yeah. I could typically, I'm the type of person that I can kind of go where I need to go and adapt where I need to adapt. And so, like, yeah. that final year for me was just about finishing school and going where I needed to go for college. And so I I, I did everything I needed to do academically and, and right. you know, I went to a college that I truly enjoyed and loved and I can call home. And yeah. I'm, I'm honestly so, so thankful that, uh, you know, I, I went where I went. So how did you make that decision that you wanted to go and study theology? Like, how did that come about? So initially, when I started college, I started off as a biology major because I wanted to go into med school. Got it. Um, and that had just been the plan my entire life. I wanted to be a pediatrician. I huh. wanted to be a doctor for kids. That was nice. like something that I loved doing. You can still do and that. I still can. I still can. But I don't know if I want to dedicate, you know, eight years of my life or whatever to, to med school. Right. Um, I remember talking to somebody um, in this kind of transition period of what whether I wanted to go through with this. And... Um, he was also studying uh, in med school at the time, and I asked him, you know, what he thought about, you know, the whole situation and how I was, you know, reconsidering doing it. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, I'll tell you one thing: being in med school for this many years, you know, you either you gotta you gotta really love what you're doing in order to do it. You gotta be passionate about it. And yeah. if you're not, then you need to. This is not the place for you. Yeah. And so that was kind of like a turning point for me. So I, at that moment, I was like, okay, like I don't think this is for me. So mm. what next? And so. I had kind of had like a tug at my heart for many years about right. doing like, you know, things religion-based or faith-based. Um, and, and theology was never really on my radar until I went to the University of Dallas where it's a Catholic, it's a private Catholic university. Yeah. So um, being able to be in an environment where they offered that opportunity, I could talk to people who mm. had done it before, um, really kind of helped me figure out, okay, like maybe this is something that I could get into. Like, yeah. I mean, I... I, I, at that point, I kind of knew my faith. I, I'm pretty sure I was like, you know, somewhat in a place where I could venture a little deeper into it and in, in a more academic-based way. But, um, you know, and that's just a decision that I had to make. And it, I took a year of prayer for it because, I mean, obviously, as most parents would be, my parents were not very happy about yeah, you know, I was that going. To, that was my next question. Like, when yeah. you said that, how did it come across to the family? I mean, of course, you don't have to go too in detail with it, but generally... I mean, any parent would be like, what? Yeah, exactly. I thought you were doing med school. Yeah, exactly. But, so I okay. think like, since I had always said that I wanted to be a doctor, I think like my parents were always always like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, mm-hmm. we totally support this. Yeah. And with that kind of like dream in mind, I guess like they would just like, they let me do my thing and they just assumed that I would go through with it, um, which is fair because I, I, that was something that I really wanted to do. But then, you know, when I came up with the whole theology idea, then they were just like, wait a second, like, you're jumping into this too fast. Like, exactly. you, know, you need to, like, are you sure about this? Like, you mm. need to take some time. And so my dad basically gave me, like, the ultimatum that, like, you know, if you want to make this decision, take your entire freshman year of college or, you know, it was, a, I think, the second semester yeah. um, of my freshman year after being a biology major for one semester. He said, take the rest of the semester, 
pray about it, and if you still feel called to it, if you still feel a strong pull to do this, then you can go through it. That I will not question it. Got it. And so that's what I did. And yeah. So here and I, I think am. I think it's knowing your parents. I think I know how supportive they have been since then, and even today, like they've been very supportive of you making any decision. Like if you want to be a teacher, go to Virginia, come back. Right. They've been. Yeah, I think I think they're. They're uh, an unusual set of parents for my generation. Yeah, they're, they're, that's, that's what I would also say. Yeah, they're, are, they're not the norm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's nice to, in some ways, it's definitely nice to have like a mom who grew up mostly in America right. and, and uh, a dad who is who is willing to understand a lot of the things that you yeah. know American culture has has taught him since he's been here. Right. Um, and they're and they're a lot younger than the you know than most of my friends' parents. You right. know, people around my age, their parents are much older, but my parents are also younger, so that also helps too. So I think they're more willing to to try to learn. And I think because my siblings and I are so strong-headed and mm. strong-willed, I think they they've just kind of learned to adapt to what we do rather than we kind of follow blindly what well, they do <laughs> this, they say the apple doesn't fall too far far from the tree that's true too <laughs> so so we never know right yeah, yeah. so so let's talk about um so you always knew that you wanted to like in that sense you had some sense of faith and some identity that is spiritual how did that come about like and um, you had a family that was in ministry and uh, how did that and how did that help you or you know help you evolve into a spiritual person or have a identity sure um so i would say i mean for people who are listening who don't know um and i, I know you obviously know but my my family's been very involved with a movement called jesus youth and mm-hmm. so um kind of being almost born and born into that movement i think um really helped <clears throat> you know create who i am spiritually um, my parents are very involved, um, you know, at a very young age for me, and so we were always going to retreats and conferences and conventions and and uh, anything related to Jesus Youth. My family was there, and so we always went as a family. Um, you know, we were one of the one of the, some of the I guess you could call quote unquote the founding like you know families in our particular area um, okay. in the states, and so um, I, I don't know. I think that that you know ha- being you know born into this cradle Catholic you know. Um, family and and uh, having Jesus youth um, really did build that foundation for me. Yeah. Um, but I think it wasn't until maybe right before I started high school that I kind of had like an actual Christ encounter or Christ in, uh, Christ experience. Yeah. Um, I went to a Jesus youth retreat actually, um, and they they had it for all high schoolers, and it was right before I started high school, and it was in Chicago, and um, and that was actually where I met like a lot of my like lifelong friends now a lot of people that I call yeah. my best friends and close friends now I met them there or you know they're associated with that retreat in some way right um and so it was at that retreat we hadn't like of course that entire week was so beautiful it was great you know a lot of great talks and sessions um and a lot of you know our you know our elders were there and they spoke to us and so it was really great um but I think the real like turning point for me was when um, we had our adoration and I think everybody who goes to a retreat can say that, you know, usually it's the adoration. It's the adoration yeah. It it's the adoration. You yeah. know, you get that spiritual high and then yeah. you're just like, oh, like it all makes it sense. sense. Yeah. It comes together. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I definitely had an adoration moment at that retreat where right. I was just, I sat in front of the blessed sacrament we were all on the floor. We were kneeling, sitting, whatever was our comfortable position. And, mm-hmm. and I just remember sitting there and I don't, I don't remember exactly what was going through my head, but I remember just like sitting there and bursting into tears and thinking like this yeah. is it like I found it like yep. I I know who this is in front of me and mm-hmm. he knows who I am and yeah. I'm just like I had this there's like this, huge spiritual it just comes high. together it's just there is this connection that you yeah. make and it just 
it's this it's hot at that moment right? yeah exactly yeah. and so like it, like of course like you know i think a lot of us had a really big encounter um during that that adoration and after that i remember my entire high school experience i, I tell people this all the time that like from that point until like throughout my entire high school like right. um you know time um i was very much i had this sort of like this erotic love experience yeah. with christ I, I can totally relate with that. I was, <laughs> it was very similar in my case actually yeah I mean, uh, and for me it was when i was in in, in my i think late first year of my college mm-hmm. and then i had that experience where i encountered god and then i remember like everything that i would do i would just say hey god exactly what should I do today? exactly should I eat food today? Or, uh, should i take a bath today or yeah. what, what should i read today from the bible you know and I, i remember you know and it's, it's a shame i don't i'm unable to do it now I, I, used to, i used to read bible three times a day yeah and uh, but yeah i mean that's that's the kind of thing that you're talking about right yeah, that, that exactly. experience yeah yeah every everything revolved around you know like what would god want me to do in this moment what does jesus like what does he think about this you yeah. know like i'm about to walk into this classroom for a class like yeah. you know i need him to like prepare me for this class like right. it might be like i don't know like it could be like an earth science class and i'd still be like lord like speak to me in this moment what are you doing yeah <laughs> i remember i would walk through the stairs of my high school and be like Jesus, I'm walking to my next class. I just want to say hi. And hope everything's okay. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I just had like, you know, that kind of a relationship with yeah, Christ. Yeah, I, was I like... can totally relate that. And uh, and I've I've thought about this a lot because and especially with Lent, you know, uh, with going on uh, Lent going on, you know, I've thought about this a lot like what happened to that emotion or that exactly, uh, that yeah. that uh, that experience that I had now because as I grew older, mm-hmm. I mean, I I've realized that I maybe become more intellectual or uh, about uh, you know the understanding the faith and I know more verses or I know how to do a praise and worship or play a mu- uh, lead a worship you know but then over the period I just feel like that connection that you're talking about it mm-hmm. just kind of gets shady a little bit yeah. you know it's just not the same it's kind of broken sometimes and mm-hmm. so have you faced that after did you face that after um, something uh, after that Yeah, I think definitely. I think college kind of I mean even the beginning of my college career I was kind of I was still in that phase of like being in this like romantic relationship with Christ and it was like a whirlwind of a romance and all this stuff but yeah. I think like somewhere in between college I just kind of got lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. I guess I know it sounds cliché but like yeah. I definitely did have like that lost period where I was kind yeah. of just like wandering around not really sure what I was doing, why I was doing what I was doing mm-hmm. and um I think I guess that time of independence I think was something that I like took like advantage of. Yeah, so do you think it was your, it was a new found freedom that you got? Maybe, it? but I think the first couple of years of college, especially since I was still living at home, I would commute every day. Like right. it wasn't like I was living away from home or anything. Right. But I think the the experience of, you know, even something as little as not having, you know, back-to-back classes for 8 hours like right. you do, you know, high school and before, you know, with this like you have maybe a couple hours of class one day and then you'll have, you know, maybe no classes the next day or a couple right. hours the next day. So it was very like I think that that idea of, of your schedule being like non um like not regular mm-hmm. um I think that also threw my spiritual life into an irregular sort of got it thing and so I think for me re- like this this idea of having a schedule and being like yeah. in this having a sort of system or a schedule yeah. like that kind of that keeps me in line not just you know in my regular daily life yeah. but like also my spiritual life and so I think that's where that transition I think was. I think I, I totally agree with you on that because I think what in my assessment of late has been that I'm with uh, now with ba- baby here and mm-hmm. we have to go to daycare uh drop her in the morning we have to yeah. bring her back and we have to put her to sleep so we have me and my wife we've got a pattern now that we were missing for 3 years mm-hmm. and even before that uh, while i was working in india and wherever i was i never had a pattern yeah. after college because college there was a pattern that i yeah. had and there was this 
there was this a pseudo discipline that we had yeah. but what i what i'm realizing now over the last two months is that we are more disciplined and because we are more disciplined and we have a schedule that is helping me to bring in prayer at some point of time during the day and that's kind of helping me experience god in the same way that i used to experience him you know mm-hmm. back in the day mm-hmm. so and i think we went uh, we went uh, to for a program this weekend mm-hmm. and all we did was for probably 24 hours uh in in 24 hours all we did was like 14 to 16 hours of praise and worship yeah all we did was praise and worship and then we were feeling i was feeling the same way how i felt before you know I, and i just realized that how much discipline and doing something repeatedly makes a difference you know in yeah. in a spiritual uh, life and i think that's where when we talk about length you know and why we do lent like this 40 days some people like latin church does 40 days and uh, you being ceremony by you guys do 50 days mm-hmm. and I, do you think that's where there is a sense of discipline getting uh, imparted by the church uh, that prepares us for easter and good friday i mean maybe um i would say though even with that like even having like a set amount of days or like a certain season for doing things i think even with that like as catholics we sometimes get lost in in what we're supposed to do for lent or mm-hmm. like what we can do for lent right. um and i think like sometimes we get caught up in the oh i have to give something up or oh i have to do something extra like yeah. what can i do and then at the last minute i know i've talked to multiple people who like two days before lent started they were like i don't know what i'm doing i have yeah. no idea like maybe i'll just give up like chocolate or maybe i'll just give up you know two hours of, you know just have two hours of tv every day and i'm like have you really thought about this like are you just giving something up it's because the, it's just for requ- quote unquote required of you you yeah, know it's like the annual fitness exactly uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> a fitness season kind of coincides with lane because i mean a- <laughs> i mean not to call out our exodus and fiat people but i mean <laughs> no i'm joking I they're think, doing think, amazing stuff people Um, if oh yeah well exodus does go 90 days till easter right yeah yeah, yeah. So, and so yeah. it did coincide with it, it but i mean do, yeah. no disrespect to them honestly yeah, yeah, they yeah. they're doing amazing <laughs> stuff i could never do it yeah i think that required i think exodus i mean now that we spoke speaking about it i think yeah. it does require a different level of commitment yeah, uh, uh that that if you think about even we need that 40 50 days discipline that mm-hmm. we uh, need right but yeah but what about you what are you doing specifically for lent like is is there something that you uh you were trying out yeah so i think i mean similar to uh, our conversation before just having this sort of regularity in my life and having a sort of schedule to my life right. um has been something that i've been trying to focus on a little bit more especially jumping from you know one job last year to a different job this year there's there's still that sort of irregularity in my life yeah um so i think i'd share this in in like a mutual whatsapp group that we're in but Um you know the one thing that I really wanted to do this Lent was was to you know give up certain like food items so I am giving up sweets but in addition to that I think like I wanted to do something about my prayer life and I've done this before in the past and it, I wasn't super successful because I think before I would try to do something where I would do a specific prayer or I would right. make sure that I prayed at a certain time and I made it very specific and I think I kind of fell in that hmm. um but this time I mean even setting something as as like specific as doing like no sweets right. um and and just trying to be more in tune to my spirituality and more in tune to my relationship with Christ I think it's given me a sort of discipline that I didn't have before so like right. even trying to get back on track with that relationship with Christ I didn't have before a few months ago I'd actually started reading um the song of songs as mm. my way of like kind of rekindling that relationship with Christ you right. know in that in that erotic romantic way <laughs> and so like I was like that's I'm going to That's a theme that we have going on in this discussion today <laughs> I, It is it is I think it's so important 
right. Yeah, like yeah, people is, forget is. that there yeah. is this romantic side yeah. to to yeah. our faith, yeah. and yeah. and we get lost in the sort of like Jesus is my friend, Jesus is my brother, you know, God is my father. But like, there's also yeah. that romantic side that like mm-hmm. a lot of us are almost afraid to kind of venture yeah. into because it's something so passionate, so yeah. deep, right? Jealous. That's what we say. God being jealous. Yes. The Old Testament really brings out that idea a lot. But yeah, of, of course we say, oh, we New Testament Jesus is here. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, I think it was about like rekindling that relationship. So Got it. even the small small things that i'm doing during lent it's it's helping me kind of get back on track to like a schedule and so now like without even intentionally doing this i'm offering up my day every morning when i'm driving to the train station or to work and then on my way back i'm I'm offering up you know the what i have what happened that day or even whenever i take that car into into drive like Mm. i'm always like lord like protect my journey be with me this day like i didn't really used to do that intentionally but now like it's almost like a it's a habit to kind of call upon the name of god as like you know, I take my car into motion yeah. or, I, or I, go, I start my day, whatever Yeah, it is, I think you know? that's good. I think we all should be doing that. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. so thanks for sharing that. I mean, uh, any particular thing, uh, any book or any particular blog or anything that you're writing or reading? Um, I've been struggling in my writing life, so honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I did have a blog and, and a couple of my <laughs> devoted quote-unquote fans, fans. <laughs> i.e. my best friends, <laughs> kind of keep in touch with that blog. But right. I mean, I mostly just post it in. I post whenever I feel inspired to do it. In fact, yeah. Yeah. your your podcast kind of inspired me to, to, to start up my blog yeah. again, but I, I do have a post in the works. So. Yeah, that's good. I think, yeah. I think we should be doing that. I mean, because what I've realized is that I mean, one of my, my spiritual director used to say that desire always comes uh, like from God. You know, he yeah. uh, the, if the, if in that inspiration there is goodness, and if you can discern uh, the good from the bad, and the intent behind something that you do, it may be the podcast or maybe the uh, blog that you want to mm-hmm. write. Or uh, I think one, once you are confirmed about it, you should step in and don't worry about if it's perfect. You know, and sometimes what, what happens with us uh, generally with uh, people who are maybe going towards more intellectual mm-hmm. ideas is that we seek perfection a lot yeah. and uh, we are looking for, um, to go back to the verse and we say, hey, uh, let's be perfect like our father in heaven yeah. is perfect, right? And we kind of quote that a lot, yeah. uh, but then it's, it's okay. I mean, sometimes you just have to make an attempt. You never know how... Um, what uh, the little bit that you do uh, inspires somebody else, you yeah, know, and I yeah. think it's just this... Uh, I did something inspires you. You do something that inspires somebody else. Yeah, you know, sure, and this yeah. is this chain uh, that we are uh, following. You know. Yep. yep yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. But what about but, you though? I I, I want to. I'm interested to hear what you're doing for Lent. For Lent, I think um, for Lent, I mean, my wife was behind me for about three years as to why don't you let go of meat, you know, uh, for Lent? Uh, and because you're you're like a big like you're 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 I, big I, on meat, right? Yeah. I, that's the thing. I always thought I was not big on meat, you know. Mm. I never accepted the fact. And then that, you came to Texas and you realized. Yeah, how I mean, I'm just, and then I just, and then yes, I realized the fact that if there is meat and vegetable available, yeah. I will always choose meat. You know, <laughs> so I mean, it, even though I, if it's available, I eat meat, yeah. right? So, so I think that's what we've I've let go of meat for the first time in probably uh, three years. The mm. last time I did it was when I was preparing for marriage. So I was like, oh. okay. Let's be more spiritual. Uh, let, let go of meat. So yeah. meat, something that we've let go of. Uh, but I follow the Latin yeah. one. So uh, Sundays days, I can have a little bit of meat. <laughs> That's I just ah whatever. Well, you Latin see, people. If you, if you see, if you see, the church says uh, Sundays are mini Easter's. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, I I understand it. Yeah. 
but <laughs> yeah of course I, I know what you're trying to say but then I mean at least I'm trying 40 that's, no, no, the, yeah, that's, definitely. The, that's the plan so that's one of the things that I'm trying the other thing that I've tried to bring back into my uh, personal prayer is that like I was going away from the word a lot so not reading the word of God and um, I, I feel like I could pray but I would not uh, sit uh, read the word and try to understand it try to meditate on it mm-hmm. and it is there occasionally, but there is no discipline around it. So mm-hmm. now before I start working around nine o'clock, I, as soon as um, baby leaves the house, as soon as I get some time, I'm trying to read the Psalms right now. Mm-hmm. So I started off reading the Psalms and reflecting on that. That's was there the a specific reason why you chose Psalms? I don't know. I think uh, the reason was, I think just because I was thinking musically. Oh, and okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realized that uh, this, there's a lot of, message directly i feel that i can get from the psalms like when i uh, when i read the psalms there have been occasions when there's a verse that directly talks to me about what i'm going to do that day mm-hmm. <laughs> something i'll mess up or mm-hmm. some kind of a message and something similar has happened to me when i read the proverbs as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so i felt like i needed something to go about and i was thinking if i should start reading the gospel again mm-hmm. and i just realized that I need somewhere or something Old Testament. So I was like, okay, let's. Because <laughs> there's such like a wide array of topics, right? Even yeah. within like the Psalms or within. The it Proverbs. is just so different, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's why I was like, so that was the decision for Psalms, and and of course working on my personal prayer. That's that's another uh, plan. But generally, I mean, I just feel like I'm trying to go back and um, experience that that old school uh, emotion that I had that yeah. we were talking about that yeah. erotic love yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like seeking God and having that relation asking him hey God what should I read today or you know what should I uh, you know eat today or something like that very yeah. sim- very similar to what you were talking so yeah. that's that's what I'm seeking yeah. and it's a work in progress uh, see it's interesting how, how in line our, both of our Lenten things are <laughs> I know I know and I think I think that's great I mean yeah. I think we, we need to have that and uh, and now the way the podcast went and I know we are very close to the end. Uh, I think I think we did a pretty decent job. I think so too. Yeah, I, I did not realize we were recording until like I saw. I'm like, okay, we've we've recorded like 900 bars already. Oh, wow. I don't know how many minutes that is, but probably hmm. more than 30 minutes. So thank you, Jocelyn, for uh, coming today and of spending course. some time. So do you have something else that uh, something you want to end with, or you want to say something towards the end? Uh, first and foremost, I would just like to say that no shade to anybody that I called out this podcast. <laughs> no shade to Exodus people, Fiat people, no shade to my Latin Catholic friends. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, I think like, you know, our, our topic was a lot about, you know, um, our relationship with Christ and how that's changed and especially how that's kind of affected our Lenten sacrifices this mm-hmm. year. Um, and and I one thing I would like just make note of is that I think everyone's spiritual journey of course is different and and we all go about it you know differently even those of us who take on a more of an like an intellectual approach to our theology to our faith and those of us who take on more of a a personal you know approach to all of this um i think it 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 doesn't matter how you do it but i think it's important that you're honest with yourself and honest with the honest about your relationship with christ and if you're if you're genuinely doing something this lent that you feel like you know you're actually called to and you were pulled to do then i think that's all that matters, right? Like yeah. you're doing something to 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 improve that relationship with Christ, and yeah. as cliche as that phrase sounds, I mean, I think it's important that you you really focus on that on that connection that you have, or that 
what exactly does your spirituality look like? What exactly does your faith life look right. like? Like, take a step back and yeah. actually look at it. And, you know, not just saying, like, oh, well, it's okay. I mean, it's all right. Like, it could be better, but eh, it's all right. Like, yeah. you know, I think we all need to kind of, like, take a step back and just say, all right, like, where am I? And what can I do to exactly. to move forward in this yeah. relationship? And also, also, in that sense, like, you know, not to be afraid yeah. to take that step and uh, to try. And it's okay to fail, you yeah. know. And then get up again and uh, try again, you exactly. know. And this is a time where we are working towards Easter and preparing. So I think yeah. I think I think that's a that's a pretty good thing that you said that it's okay. We yeah. have to go step back, try, and uh, let's let's get there. You know. Yeah, let's I mean, it, it took what Peter three times to get it right. So I mean, if we keep falling, you know, Christ is not. At least that's what we've recorded so far. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? A, <laughs> this is the interesting thing about the Bible. So I feel like we have recorded stuff, and then sometimes I think. There is so much we have not yet recorded. Yeah. So obviously there is some so much more. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's so much we don't know. Right. So I think I think this was a great conversation. Thank you for coming today uh, for taking your time. So we'll end today uh, with this and probably we'll we'll do this again. Uh, probably figure out something else to talk about. Yeah. Uh, maybe some kind of movie. Yes. <laughs> let's talk about some Marvel movies. Marvel movies. Yes. <laughs> let's do that. All right. So thank you guys. Thank you for uh, being with us. Uh, and once again, thank you, Jocelyn. Of course. All right. Have a good day. Bye bye. God bless you.